0: You're listening to Almost Got 'em, a Batman the Animated Series podcast. And now, your hosts,
1: Brandon and Jimmy. I'm Brandon.
0: And I'm Jimmy.
1: And this is Almost Got 'em, a podcast about Batman the Animated Series. Jimmy, how are
0: you doing today? I'm um, doing pretty well, Brandon. I guess we're here to talk about another episode of the uh, Fox uh, Batman show. Yes, Maybe yes,
1: too. yes. The hit TV series from the early to mid-90s, Batman the Animated Series. We are on episode 12 today, Appointment in Crime Alley. But before we start talking about the episode, I want to talk some current events with you
0: all right i'm ready to hear about the things that i don't know what you're about to say yet but i'm ready for them
1: so as of this week uh, of recording uh suicide squad dropped on hbo max which has some uh batman connections in there including one miss harley quinzel what did you think of suicide squad without giving any spoilers away to our viewers that might not have checked it out yet
0: uh what did i think uh i'm a james gunn fan so i was looking forward to it and uh yeah, I, uh, I I liked it. I liked it. On further watching, I may move that like to a love, um, but I liked a lot of things about it. I thought uh, all the actors were great in it, and I'm a gun fan. So
1: yeah, I loved it. Uh, I'm getting a lot of uh, heck from some of my friends because I admit that I like the Suicide Squad better than Guardians of the Galaxy Two. Uh, I just think Guardians of the Galaxy Two has an amazing third act, but I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of the rest of the movies. For me, anyway, it's a little on the slow side. Gotcha. And I, I don't like how sp- the Guardians are kind of split up through most of the movie. Uh, but the Suicide Squad, absolutely loved it. The, the uh, soundtrack is fire. The writing is a lot of fun. Uh, how do you think they handled Harley Quinn?
0: Uh, well, at this point, I mean, Margot Robbie's kind of got it down. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I like everything. I didn't know how much she was going to be in the film, but she's she's in quite a Yeah, she bit. Uh, Yeah, she yeah, uh, this
1: is not really spoiling much, but she's not really in a lot of the first half. I feel like, but mm-hmm. so I was thinking, I was just like, oh, is she only going to be in the opening and the ending. But no, she's in plenty of it. If you're watching it and you're getting a little antsy about where Harley Quinn is, just be patient. It'll be worth the wait.
0: Yeah, definitely. There's some really great, uh, some great stuff in there that she gets to do.
1: Now, also uh, recently released on a streaming platform, He Man and the Masters of the Universe debuted on Netflix. To Very, very mixed uh, fan results. Uh, The reviews have been a little rocky for it. Uh, Batman the Animated Series star Mark Hamill plays the voice of Skeletor in the series. What did you think of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe? Uh,
0: Well, as you may or may not know, I'm a He-Man fan going way back. Uh, I love the Filmation series. Um, I liked this. Um, I'm sure that there are people online who may give mixed reactions, but I think if you're a fan... Of He Man, you have to appreciate this on on some kind of level.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you think of Skeletor?
0: Uh, I liked Mark Hamill's take. I mean, you can hear some it's Joker. Joke. Yeah, you can hear some Joker <laughs> yeah. in there, uh, but yeah, I, I like what they do. He, what, he's uh, no spoilers, but he's not in it a whole lot. But uh, he does. Uh, I like Skeletor when he's in it.
1: Yeah, so I'm on the uh, pilot. I, I still need to watch the other four episodes, but I really like the first episode a lot. It felt very ballsy without getting uh, too spoilery there.
0: Yeah, it did. I felt like a kid again. Yeah, So yeah. I dug
1: that. Um, also, I, wanna, I want to. I want to. Before we get started, I want to share with you a purchase I made yesterday. And this is, I bought the pa- uh, trade paperback of Batman: The Adventures Continue. For those that don't know, Batman: The Adventures Continue is the comic book uh, version of Batman: The Animated Series, if it were made. Today, Uh, it's actually written by Alan Burnett, who was a key producer on the show, and uh, with help from Paul Denny, which we all know who Paul Denny is. we're all aware of Paul. But I'm just showing you, I'm showing Jimmy right now the back of the book for shows. They brought in uh, Red Hood, apparently. Oh, yeah. I haven't read it yet. I'm going to uh, Naperville, Illinois, the next week for a trip, and I'm going to read this while I'm there, but... I'm showing it right now, kind of the art. It's very... Oh, yeah. It's, Ooh, it's, Harley's in it.
0: Harley's in it, yeah.
1: So it looks like a good time. I great. I made series... Uh... Phantasms on the cover, so maybe Phantasm shows up. But there's one thing I r- wanted to show you that I thought was extremely, extremely cool. there's apparently these uh, dropped on digital first. Mm-hmm. So when you would go to the digital comics, what would appear first before the, the book popped up would be a title card. Oh wow! Look at that. So they have t- they have actually title cards for each individual episode, and as uh, Jimmy can tell, they're very they they feel like the old title cards. Yeah, they're very the Batman, very the reminiscent
0: series. of the old. I can see what they're going
1: for there. But yeah, I think it's really really cool. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to reading that. Check it out at your comic stores uh, nearby. I know they this is uh, season one. The trade for season one is out, and uh, the individual issues of season two are. Coming out now, I believe, as well. Uh, speaking of comics, Batman 89 drops this Tuesday in comic shops everywhere. Don't worry, Jimmy. I'm going to pick you an issue
0: up. Oh, awesome. So I uh, get to look at it, too.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to pick that up on Tuesday, uh, the day before I leave town. And uh, finally, with the current events, uh, this isn't really like timely news, but it is for me and Jimmy. Because today we watched an old episode of Batman Brave and the Bold. It's called Chill of the Night. It's uh, Season 2, Episode 11. It's on HBO Max. Me and him had never seen it before, but I had read a a post made by a fellow Batman Facebook uh, group, and they said that if you're a fan of Batman 66, you should seek out this episode because uh, Adam West and Julie Newmar appear on the episode as Thomas and Martha Wayne, respectively. Yeah, I thought that was great. But what I did not know is... Also, Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill are in the episode. Uh, Kevin Conroy portrays the Phantom Stranger, mm-hmm. and uh, which, like, halfway through the episode, I was like, that sounds like Kevin Conroy, so yeah. I had to look that up. But I did not know Mark Hamill was playing Spectre because his voice is, like, totally unrecognizable, mm-hmm. in my opinion, on there. He didn't sound like uh, Skeletor at all. No, he didn't. I'd, <laughs> I wouldn't have known that was Mark doing that voice. But uh, it's the episode's also written by Paul Denny, so it's kind of a whole like to-do. And I definitely uh, I definitely advise that if you're a big Batman the Animated Series fan, go give that a, a check out. It's only 22 minutes, and I know Braven Boat's kind of known as kind of the quirky cartoon, but this one was very, very dark. It felt like Batman the Animated it, Series. It did. I,
0: it didn't feel like what I expected an episode of the show to um, to be from what I had gathered. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I really dug this.
1: But yeah, that was a very fun episode to watch, and I totally recommend that you all seek it out. But, right now, we're going to talk about another episode of a cartoon on HBO Max. We're going to talk about Appointment in Crime Alley. Once again, it's episode 12 of Batman the Animated Series, and it aired September 17th, 1992. It's directed by Boyd Kirkland and written by one Gary
0: uh, Gary Conway. Do you know who Gary Conway is, Jimmy? Um, I, I associate the name with the animated series, but I'm not sure who, who is, uh, who is this fellow? So
1: Gary Conway has wrote for TV for many, many years, but he's most infamous for two things that he did in comic books. So after Stan Lee left the amazing Spider-Man, Gary Conway was the writer to take over as as like the full-time writer of the book. And he had kind of a controversial run because he was the man that killed Gwen Stacy, Oh, oh, and now he's kind of going through controversy because he created a very memorable character during his run of Amazing Spider-Man In Amazing Spider-Man 129. He created the Punisher. Oh, so, yeah, that guy wrote this episode. Oh, wow. So I guess it kind of fits that he did the uh, the Cromwell episode, maybe. Mm -hmm. The uh, plot of this story is based on the uh, March 1976 story from Detective Comics, issue 457. It's Mm -hmm. entitled There's No Hope in Crime Alley. I'll put a picture of the cover in the uh, Facebook group uh, around the time we put this up. Uh, That book was written by Denny O'Neill and Dick Giordano. And this episode happens to feature the first appearance of one Dr. Leslie Tompkins. She's uh, voiced by uh, Diana Mulder. For, for, uh, I think that's how you pronounce her last name. She was mainly known from L.A. Law and McLeod. Did you watch? Were you a big McLeod fan? I than not a big McLeod, and I've, I've heard of La Law. Oh, yeah. I, my parents used to watch L.A. Law, so yes. I'm actually... I, I, I don't remember what it was about. I'm, I'm sure it was about the law or lawyers but it's a yeah, David E. Kelly a, show. Some lawyer stuff had to be on. dramatic and yeah. a little bit political, but yeah. I think he's a fun writer. You know, David E. Kelly produced a uh, Wonder Woman sh- uh, live action series for like a whole episode years ago for NBC. Oh, he was I, behind that pilot that he was behind got that. shot yes. down. hmm So the more you know. Uh, the character Leslie Tompkins in the comics actually first appeared in Guess at Detective Comics 457, which this episode is based on. Uh, Not many people have played Dr. Leslie Tompkins on uh, TV or movies. uh, And she does show up quite frequently in the comic books. And yes, she does know Bruce Wayne is Mm -hmm. Batman. But the one live action uh, representation of her that many people kind of mainly remember of her is from the TV show Gotham. And she was played by Marina Baccarin or... It's the the girl from Deadpool one and two.
0: Oh, really?
1: Yeah, yeah. She played that little old sweet grandma that you see you saw in this uh, cartoon.
0: Now, how did that? Good-
1: uh, I, I don't just that's know what they just wanted. Yeah, that's what they wanted to do. I feel like they aunt made her because she. I mean, oh the, yeah. The the one the cartoon is kind of like the comics. She's an older older lady. I think they make her look a little too elderly in the in the cartoon. Personally, but she is she uh she is. You know, usually acquired as, like, a grandmother type. Right. So, I guess they just Marissa tomei her for uh, Gordon. But, yeah, uh, why don't we go ahead and begin the synopsis for Appointment in Crime Alley.
0: All right. Uh, as you said, uh, Appointment in Crime Alley, written by uh, Gary Conway, directed by Boyd Kirkland. Welcome back. Welcome back. Quite a few episodes. Uh, well, this episode starts with a bang. Quite liter- literally, as once again dependable D-level villain Roland Daggett, shows up to conspire and connive. This time, by wanting to blow up a bunch of buildings for some reason, uh, we cut to Bruce Wayne punching a bag and doing some hot boy <laughs> uh, while Summer Gleason gives us some backstory on the whatever o'clock news. More it's, Summer Gleason. Exactly. It's not crucial to my synopsis, so nuts to that scene. Moving on. Uh, Batman is on his way to meet with Leslie Thompson uh, it's it's like Tompkins.
1: Yes. It is very. It's not what you think it is when you read it at first.
0: Leslie Tompkins.
1: Tompkins.
0: Uh, he's meeting with Leslie Tompkins as he does every year for reasons we aren't sure about yet. Uh, when suddenly a little girl stops him and asks him to take part in a plot that's already been established. Uh, some men were destroying the young girl's apartment, and Batman knows there's more going on. Uh, this plot makes Batman late for his rendezvous with Leslie. Who ends up getting mixed up in the same plot as Daggett's uh, men? Who capture her? How and, about that? And that, and that's right. And they leave her in the background. Uh, I'm sorry, in the basement of the buildings loaded with TNT. The,
1: yeah, the uh, the henchmen are like called Nitro and like Maurice or something. Like, I don't uh, remember. The, the other Is guys. it Crocker? Might might be. The other guy was a, a bit nicer because he was like telling uh, Tompkins. He was asking Tompkins if the ropes were too tight, and I thought, okay, that's he has some empathy for the uh, doctor, which I don't think she's a doctor in this. But she's usually known mm-hmm. as a doctor in the comics. Well, Crocker is voiced by uh, Jeffrey Tambor. Yeah, yeah. Isn't he canceled now?
0: I think he is. I, I know they kind of quit talking about transparency there for a bit. And also, I think he's uncredited from this episode. So we can just move on if he's canceled. <laughs> 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 Give me a second. Okay. <laughs> Well, Batman is on the case of finding Leslie, but suddenly some filler stuff about a hostage on a billboard happens, but that ends pretty quickly as Batman goes to Leslie's home. Now, Batman, of course, doesn't know where Leslie is being held, but luckily there's a man creeping outside her house that does.
1: And he has uh, torn shoulders on his jacket, just like uh, the poor guy did a couple episodes ago, which I thought was very weird. That is interesting. It feels like that's, that's a trend.
0: Yeah. Well, he also has the blasting cap, from when Leslie was captured. But who cares? Because he actually has the info Batman needs. So what is good? What good is it with the blasting cap on a story level? I don't know. What good is any of this, honestly? Batman interrogates him and gets uh, the plot moving, but man, oh, man, oh, Shavitz, is this a weird way for Batman to get this much-needed information? I just thought it was strange.
1: Very, very strange. One thing that's kind of interesting watching uh, the animated series back, Batman, a lot of these episodes, Batman... Kind of finds out what's coming next through luck, sheer luck. Like he's always in the right place at the right time. Some, yeah. Or somebody that knows to around the same place. And, you know, looking back, that kind of makes me a little like mad because this is the world's greatest detective. And he's doing no detective work in the, this show. He's just stumbling up, across things and saving the day. Well, he needs a little bit of luck. Yeah, Yeah, a know? little here and there, I don't
0: mind. But do some detective work, Batman. It's literally your job. So now we got a ticking clock established. It's like 20 minutes till the whole block goes up and Batman's hot on the... Oh, wait! There's a runaway train car. Again with the filler. But in this case, it's allowed because we got stakes. And I don't mean medium rare at the last standing Sizzler in Orlando, Florida. I have no knowledge if that's true, but I like how it sounds. I miss Sizzler. Eventually, Batman confronts already established goons, Nitro and Country Croc or whatever the (laughs) f*** and saves Leslie who tells Batman he needs to go to the hotel and save the people there and also that his princess is in another castle uh this episode plays like an early aughts playstation 2 game with all the side missions oh yeah yeah uh, does that check out for that checks out for me yeah <laughs> that ticks the boxes yeah so batman makes it to the hotel and he does save the people but the buildings blow up anyway and daggett kind of gets away with it and meanwhile bruce's parents are yes still dead uh, i hate that that always happens batman and leslie make it to the crime alley to put the roses on the spot where Bruce's parents were murdered so many years ago. Yes, Virginia, good people. Catching still, scene. Good people still live there, but not Thomas and Martha Wayne because they're dead. Uh, and that's apartment, I'm sorry, appointment in Crime Alley. There's also apartment. I don't think
1: you want an apartment in There's Crime Alley. are also
0: apartments in Crime Alley.
1: Is that the official name of that alley, by
0: the way? You know what I'm going to name this alley. alley?
1: This is Crime Alley. Oh, yeah, I'm going to want to move there.
0: It was a little on the nose is what we're yeah. saying.
1: Yeah, then uh, Superman, they have a similar uh, place in Metropolis where supposedly Lex Luthor for many years came from. I think they've retconned that to have him come from Smallville, which I think is dumb, but that's a different story for a different podcast. But he comes from a place called Suicide Slums. I'm just like, this is horrible marketing, DC, on some of your some of your properties. I would agree. So, is that? Oh, that was the whole synopsis. That was the synopsis, no. yes. We're okay, ready well, to move well, on.
0: Well, what? Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> so, Jimmy, you told me about the end of this episode.
1: You told me about the middle of this episode. But, Jimmy, how does Batman begin? Jimmy, how does Batman begin? Every episode of Batman the Animated Series, at least during the first uh, several seasons, you get what's called a title card at the beginning of each episode with the name of the episode and a drawing in the background. Jimmy, what did you think of the illustration for the the title card of Appointment in Crown Alley?
0: Uh, it kind of had like, is I'm, I'm wrong, but you're more of the uh, comic guy, but it had kind of a Frank Miller kind of way yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. I it?
1: honestly did not think about that. Now that you mentioned that, I think i kind of like it a little bit. I wasn't a big fan because it's just you know apartment buildings. Mm-hmm. It feels very simplistic and was done in like an hour or something like that, which good for them. I mean, it saves saves you some time. But yeah, I, I wasn't too crazy on it. It just felt very weak.
0: I don't think it goes far enough stylistically. Yeah, yeah. Like that's why it's it sort of has a Frank Miller, but not really. Like they don't commit. Yeah. yeah. So um, I, I don't know. I, I think that it could have been it could have been better. It's a cool concept. It is a cool concept. And speaking of things that are pretty cool, holy
1: speech bubble, Batman. Holy speech bubble, Batman. Jimmy, what was your
0: favorite line from Appointment in Crime Alley? Uh, Well, I'm going to do the funny one first. There's a lady at the end when the train goes by. She says, look out, runaway trolley. That was one of them. Uh, The other one uh, you may have said, um, because it's pertinent to this to the character of Batman, uh, there's a lady that works with uh, Leslie Tompkins who uh, says, bad things happen to people in Crime Alley. And Batman says, I know.
1: That is actually my f- favorite quote. I figured it For the would first be. time, other than, you know, I am I am vengeance or whatever, yeah. we have the same quote. We have the same yeah. quote,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: There's not a lot of like funny hot ha- ha- in this episode. It's no. very, very serious, which is good. I mean, you need to kind of change it up here and there. But it was a little hard for me to f- kind of find a quote, but that one I felt... It had a little bit of power behind it, so that's why I went with it myself. It's simple, it's effective, and it's a little bit heartbreaking. Yes,
0: 100%.
1: 100%. Now, Jimmy, wait till they get a load of me. Wing freak terrorizes, wait till they get a load of me. (laughs) Jimmy, wait till they get a load of me. Who is your favorite character
0: in Appointment in Crime Alley? I think this is the first time for me, you've said this before, but I think it's Batman. I picked Batman as well. Yeah. We seem to be on the same page today.
1: Yeah, Batman, I think, gives a great kind of emotional performance, I guess you could say. Uh, I don't know. He, he's very vulnerable in this episode, and I like that, uh, especially when he's with Leslie. Um, but and, and honestly, not a lot of the other characters really stood out. But No, it would have to be, it would have to be Batman it in was, this case. It was definitely Batman's show this week. And I thought he did well. I thought he did good. But (laughs) even though (laughs) Batman gets the award for best character this episode, Jimmy, who gets the Condiment King Award for... I keep wanting to call it apartments of of Crime Alley now, but appointment in Crime Alley. uh, I'm going to
0: give it to the exposition guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Explain. The, The guy just standing outside the... Oh, that guy. Yeah, Yeah, I I just didn't like that plot point.
1: Yeah, yeah. I actually came close to picking him. In the end, I picked Nitro. He just seemed very dastardly. Oh, yeah. A little over the
0: top. Uh, I think that was like David Lander doing that. Oh, I didn't even Uh, look into uh, that. I I think that's who it was. And also, I mean, he tied up Aunt May.
1: I mean, uh, Leslie Tompkins to kill her. (laughs) That was just kind of mean. She's a nice old lady. Give her a break.
0: Yeah, old women should get
1: breaks. They should get breaks. Mm -hmm. And we should get nuts because, Jimmy, let's get nuts. Now Now you want to
0: get nuts? Come on. Let's get nuts.
1: Jimmy, let's get nuts. What is your favorite moment from appointment
0: in Crime Alley? Uh, There's a moment where the Batmobile shoots, uh, like it does a bat turn. Yes. Like it shoots the thing and does the corner.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, That's my favorite part of the episode. My, (laughs) um...
1: One of the parts I put on here is kind of similar. It's all the Batmobile footage. There's a lot of Batmobile in this episode. Yeah, there is. a lot of him driving around. Mm -hmm. I got kind of flashbacks from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood where I'm just like, Brad Pitt, quit driving your car around this whole movie and give me some plot points. But yeah, there's a lot of driving around, but it was like really cool. And I know you probably, did you watch it on the DVD or on HBO Max? I watched DVD. I say you should, uh, HBO Max, it just looks really, really good. Oh, I good. bet it looks marvelous. It, lo- it looks really good. Um, I also liked the near the end when the explosions actually happened because mm-hmm. I did not see that coming. I was like, oh man, did Daggett actually win? And even though he didn't, he still got away with it. And I thought, thought that was okay. That's very not something that you expect in a kid's show. Mm-hmm. This is true. Um, and honestly, I like the cheeky ending with the photo uh, where where uh leslie tompkins grabs mm-hmm. batman's shoulder while he's kind of you know no, bowed like- down and in, in sadness about his parents i just thought that was and it uh transitions to the picture in the paper of her holding bruce wayne and it's a, yes. I thought it was a
0: very poignant moment and they established that earlier when uh, batman's going through very the house yeah, like they yeah. set up
1: that picture so it's
0: nice to bring it back at the end
1: yeah so yeah those were my favorite moments but jimmy what gets the martha moment for this particular episode why did you say that
0: name, Martha? Why did you say that name? Oh, stop! Please stop! Why did you say that name? It's his mother's name. I'm going right back to the the guy at the window, exposition guy at the window. That's that's also going to be my Martha moment. It's like, isn't there another way to get this information to Batman? I've got I've got
1: two two parts. They're, they're small. I don't I don't hate them, but these are the my Martha moments. Uh, one is Batman catching the two large men inside his cape. <laughs> the ones that are falling off the billboard. Right. You think they're gone, but he's just like, I've got them in my cape. Mm-hmm. I'm Batman. I'm silly, and I I can hold two really much bigger men in my cape. Um, the other part I thought was kind of dumb was the Batmobile stopping the train. Oh, it yeah, just yeah. that just felt like some kind of unwise ha- hair hairbrained scheme that like dom toretto from the fast and furious movies would do and those type of that type of setting it just seemed very like not near most logical but
0: well, you know what you do you do what you got to do stop to stop a run right. a trolley you know yeah
1: yeah uh he can't not everybody is spider-man and can just web everything up and that's then, right and just stop it and then pass out and mm-hmm. everybody keep your secret identity that's right <laughs>
0: And Luis Guzman is there. Luis Guzman, that's not Gomez sure. Adams. I'm
1: not sure. There's if Louis a current Guzman event were there. right there. What do that? you think of Luis uh,
0: Guzman as Gomez Adams? Um, as an older Gomez Adams, I'll watch that. Huh. I mean, I, I'm, I mean, it's interesting. It, it probably isn't for my age bracket, but uh, I will still. <laughs> whose uh, age
1: bracket is? Is there a lot of preteens like really excited about a Wednesday Adams film?
0: I don't. I don't know. It seems like they would. Um, they want to bring in you know, new blood to just, just make it spooky. You know, it's. But I don't know. I don't know who the age bracket is for a, a show in the 60s. I think Dead People.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. But two people from Adam's Family were in Batman 66. Take a drink. John Astin, or And Carolyn jo. John And Carolyn Joe, yeah.
0: Gomez and Morticia.
1: Yeah, Gomez mm-hmm. played the Riddler. What was, it, what was Morticia's name on there?
0: Uh, she was Marsha, Queen of Diamonds. Oh. Yes. So
1: there's your Batman 66 mm-hmm. reference for the week. Now, Jimmy, every episode we do a grading system for one being we didn't like it at all, five being that we absolutely loved it. But we change what each, uh, hold on, but we change the grade of each episode
0: of what we are grading. I don't know how to say this part. (laughs) It is difficult to, here's what I do. I come up with, uh, you know, it's like one out of, one out, or five out of five bananas, or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so I come up with a version of that, and, and that's what that's what it's going to be. This so, this week. This week, okay. We're going by buildings burning and crime alley. All right. I'm going to give it three out of five buildings
1: burning out of crime alley. Three out of five. It's well written. It's, in my opinion, it's it's like fairly good writing was, mm-hmm. but it's not an episode that I like remember like fun, like it's not it's
0: it's kind of a forgettable episode it feels kinda of like filler. Right. For, I, me, for uh, me. for me other than the I like the emotional through line. I would actually I think uh I think I'm gonna go with the same. Oh, okay. Three but three three, three. Uh, no I, I got it gave it a three. You can give it a three point five though. Oh I'm actually I thought you said three and a half. I am going a three and a half buildings burning in Crime Alley. I thought maybe you said three and a half.
1: What did you uh what did you like and dislike mainly?
0: Uh I like the emotional through line. Um I, I really like that part about it. I think just connecting it back to yeah. um, to Bruce's origins and his oranges. <laughs> I like the. Commu- uh, I think connecting it back to Bruce's oranges. <laughs> orange It's <laughs> <laughs> <His> mandarins. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I think that connecting it back to Bruce's origins uh, was uh, was really cool. I like that. Very cool. I like, did that for very, Christmas. very
1: cool. Like a, a glass of freshly squeezed orange juice. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But yeah, very, very good episode. There was no Commissioner
0: Gordon in this episode. There wasn't, so we don't have to mention it at all. The, mention what? We don't have to mention it if, if 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 Commissioner Gordon's not in the episode, we don't have to mention it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I was, But here's I the thing: not got there yet. No, so I, 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 don't, I don't. I don't do that you. because he's not, he has to be in it, so uh, I can I can tell you about that because he has to remind me of it. Have we had any episode? Is this the first
1: episode? I feel like this is the first episode we didn't have Gordon in it. Okay. So know he has a very small part. There's episodes where he's barely in. He him, has a small, but part, it's a yeah. small part usually. Yeah. Kind of like Alfred. Alfred kind of shows up yes. for one scene, on average. But yeah, that is a
0: appointment. An Appointment in crime alley, <laughs> it's apartment in crime alley.
1: <laughs> that has messed me up. The entire get an apartment in
0: crime alley, but yeah, that has been get an appointment in crime alley.
1: This has been an appointment in crime alley. Any uh, last thoughts or words about this particular
0: episode, Jimmy? Uh, I um, I like the episode. <laughs> Let me think about it. I keep getting the two mixed up. Yeah, the episode
1: the next day. I was, I was uh, having that problem earlier. Actually, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was about to start talking about something. Like, wait, that's 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 the B-O-B. other one. Yeah. I don't know if you had anything else you want to talk about with this one.
0: No, on this particular one, I think we are good to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for joining us today on Almost godly
1: the podcast about Batman the animated series. If you haven't yet, go like our Facebook. Uh, go su- subscribe to us on uh, YouTube. Sub- uh, it's under the IEP Films. That's correct. I believe a uh, tag uh, name. Uh, thank you for listening to us on your podcatcher of choice. Spotify, YouTube, uh, Apple Pods, what, wherever you get it from. And um, next time that we come around, we'll be looking at episode 13 entitled POV. And guess what, Jimmy? What? We're going to finally get to d- dive into one Detective Renee Montoya. I'm looking forward to her getting her moment in the spotlight. It's about time. Jimmy, say goodbye to the good people. Goodbye, everyone. This is Brandon. Almost Got Him.
0: Podcasts. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Almost Got Him, a Batman the Animated Series podcast.